0: Hello and welcome to Frank Posen's Big Bad Podcast for March 2nd, 2021. Don't forget to check out my blog at frankp316.blogspot.com and my other podcast, The Big Topic in Women's MMA. Sean Humes and I will be doing another one this Thursday. Okay, uh, we we'll have one new WWE video up on the blog. It is uh, from last week's NXT. Eo Shirai versus Zoe Stark. This is a non-title match. Now, Zoe Stark just signed with the WWE, and uh, after her solo debut on last week's show, she was given a match against Eo. Zoe wrestled as Lacey Ryan for Shimmer and Impact, among others. She was trained by cheerleader Melissa. Though she debuted in 2013, Zoe took a couple of years off, and she returned in 2018. She looks good for someone who doesn't have a whole lot of experience and uh, the match really picks up after the commercial break zoe probably gets more offense uh, than she should but io doesn't like doing squash matches Uh, she wants zoe to look good and commentary probably tries too hard to put her over uh put zoe over now these days I don't care for these kind of matches because inevitably fans will overreact and think Zoe is a prodigy or something. When the truth is, Eo makes her look better than she is. Okay? And of course, EO won the match with her moonsault, So the match is watchable. It's not it's nothing special. Tony Storm came out afterwards, and she will get a title shot in a couple of weeks. As for Zoe, I would like to see her get someone closer to her skill and experience level so we can get a handle on how good she really is. EO can make pretty much anyone look half decent. So that's the whole thing about that. Okay. Now, a couple of other uh, things I want to talk about here in regards to uh, um, WWE. Uh, Update on Asuka. Um, Now, she still has to have dental work done. Okay. And I, I haven't heard of her having that, but uh, Dave Meltzer reported uh, last night that he, he says he was told, <laughs> this is where it gets kind of, you know, dicey. He was told that Asuka has a concussion. Okay. I don't think they really have done testing on her to see if she has a concussion. Okay. Has she ever suffered one in her career? Not that I'm aware of. She's never had a major injury. Okay. So she's never had a concussion. They don't know. They have to do baseline testing on her because they're going to have to do that to get her cleared anyway. But she needs the dental work anyway before we even talk about bringing her back. So it would be my guess that she'll be out for a couple more weeks. On last night's show, Charlotte came out and said she wanted to face uh, Challenge Asuka at WrestleMania. So my guess is that's what we'll see. But we have Rhea Ripley coming in, so who knows? They might turn it into a three-way or something like that. But... uh, Like I said, I'm a little skeptical of the reporting in this case because just because they told him that they think she has a concussion doesn't mean she actually has a concussion, right? So, you know, until we know for sure, I'm a little skeptical. Okay. And now this week we have the finals of the AEW number one contender tournament. The participants in this are uh, Ryo Mizunami, who uh, I think most uh, Joshi fans will be familiar with her. She's a uh, Sendai Girls trainee, so Mako Satamura trained her. Um, she's a good wrestler. Is she a great wrestler? No. She also lacks personality and the kind of looks that you'd like to see, okay, to make her a star. So, eh, not crazy about her. Her opponent here is um, Nyla Rose. And some fans are a little upset that... Um, uh, Britt Baker didn't win this tournament. but uh, So, oh, we want to see the title on Britt Baker. I, I, you know, Britt Baker has done very well with her promos and with her character work and all that sort of thing. The big problem with Britt Baker is she isn't any good in the ring. And they know this, and this is why she didn't win this tournament. She has to get better in the ring. Look, if you're going to have a champion, you have to have that champion be a good enough wrestler to carry the belt and be able to defend and all that kind of stuff there. And that's the big thing about Hikaru Shida. I find a lot of this talk about Britt Baker very disrespectful to Shida. Shida is a great champion. She's a fantastic wrestler. If those idiots would let her talk once in a while, you'd find that she's actually pretty good at speaking English. But they don't want to let her talk for some reason. She's very... She, how this tournament came about is that Sheeta was very upset about the level of opposition. Abaddon, I think, was the last straw because she couldn't really do much with her. Okay, She's so bad. She's so inexperienced. She couldn't do much with her. So she went to Omega, Kenny Omega, who actually books the women's division, and she complained to him. She said, what the hell's wrong with you guys? And so they came up with this tournament. It's not a bad idea, but the execution isn't there. So... You know, uh, I, I think, I don't know who's going to win this match tomorrow night. I, I have a feeling it'll be Nyla Rose, but Nyla Rose doesn't have the um, experience or wrestling ability to carry a title for any length of time. Was I, I was a little surprised that Riho lost. Uh, she ended up losing to, um, uh, what's her face? The um, Spanish guy, I can't remember her name. Anyway, it doesn't matter. She ended up losing I thought she was going to win because I know Omega loves her, but I guess she won't sign a contract with AEW. She's f- freelance. She wants to stay freelance. She will not sign a contract with anybody. So that could be it for her. Anyways, that matches tomorrow night in AEW Dynamite. I will be watching NXT. Thank you very much. Though I might watch the, I might tape it so I can, I might record it so I can watch it. All right, let's talk about, uh, uh, last Saturday's UFC show, we had two matches. We had uh, two women's matches. We had at um, uh, Flyweight. We had uh, Montana De La Rosa uh, versus um, Mayra Silva. It was a majority draw. So Mayra actually won the fight. But what happened is she had a point deducted for uh, grabbing the fence while Montana was taking her down. Now, a lot of times, refs will issue a warning about um, grabbing the fence. But in this case, because she was in the process of being taken down, he had to deduct a point. He didn't have a choice in the matter. So uh, I scored round 199. I actually gave um, uh, Mayra the other two rounds. Okay. I scored both rounds um, 10-9 for Mayra. So I would have scored, I scored the fight 29-27. So I thought she won the fight outright. Okay, what happened is that the judges gave Montana the second round. And my problem with it is Mayra was doing a lot of damage in the tie, in the tie clinch with um, knees and elbows and stuff like that. Montana was getting occasional takedowns, but she wasn't advancing her position. And, and in MMA, you have to do more than just get takedowns and sit. You have to advance your position. She wasn't doing that, so that's why I didn't give her takedowns that much weight, because she needed to do more with it. The same thing in round three, but even more so. And in fact, one of the judges gave um, uh, Mayra the round by ten eight. The other two gave it gave it to a ten nine. So it ended up as a um, as a majority dis- majority draw. Okay, but I thought Mayra won the fight. I think you know if they do it again i don't have a problem with it uh but you know she won't make that mistake i don't i don't think this next i heard a couple of people were complaining about her fighting style that she's too kind of wild and that sort of thing but she's actually fighting like she trains at shootbox in Sao Paulo with Diego Lima so she is um uh, she's fighting the shootbox style like Chris Cyborg Vanderly Silva that sort of thing and i think she's actually pretty good at that style the only problem is what she needs to work on is her takedown defense. If she doesn't get taken down, she wins that fight easy, because there's no way Montana can compete with her on the feet. Okay, but I'm sure that's something that uh, Diego Lima took note of, and we'll see an improvement down the road. Uh, uh, I do think she has some potential. Okay, because that that uh, that if she can get really good at that fighting style, she can be a winner. Okay, the other fight uh, on this was um, on this show was um, Alexis Davis beating uh, Sabina Mazo by um, uh, unanimous decision, and this fight was at bantamweight. I thought it was at flyweight because um, Alexis has fought her recent fights at flyweight, and Sabina is definitely a flyweight. But apparently, what happened is that they made the match. And then Alexis asked for the fight to be at bantamweight. And for some reason, Sabina's coach, um, Rafael Cordero over at um, King's MMA in Huntington Beach, California, he accepted the fight anyway. And I, I just, I, I would have turned the fight down personally. Uh, if I'm her manager, I don't have her fight at bantamweight. She's not a bantamweight. She's too small. Okay. Now, Alexis has made some changes. First of all, she had shoulder shoulder surgery last year. So maybe that'll help her. Uh, but she's actually moved camp. She's now training over at uh, CSA Combat Sports Academy in Dublin, California. Uh, Kieran Fitzgibbon is the main coach there. Her main coach, I believe, is um, former uh, UFC fighter uh, Darren Uyanoyama. I can't pronounce his name. So, um, you know, uh, Alexis won the fight pretty easily because once she got uh, was able to take sabina down she was able to hold her down and um i mean she was just bigger you know and that's really what it what it came down to so uh but as i said i was kind of surprised that that um sabina was even fighting at bantamweight because she's not a bantamweight she's a flyweight okay all right we got coming up uh, now videos for both of those matches are up on my blog okay for this saturday we have uh ufc 259 and, the, of course, one of the main events on this show is a title match, Amanda Nunez defending the uh, featherweight championship against Megan Anderson. So, I had to laugh when UFC did their um, uh, pre- preview of this on Saturday's show with Michael Bisping yelling that Amanda Nunez has no flaws. Well, all fighters have flaws, first of all. Amanda Nunez has a pretty pretty big flaw as a fighter, and that's her lack of endurance, okay, but it's been a while since anybody's been able to take advantage of that and that has more to do with the competition level in you know the bantamweight and also the featherweight divisions so the last time Amanda Nunez lost was in 2014 to Cat Zingano and that was because uh, Amanda won the first two rounds and in the round three uh, Cat you know beat her by submission because Amanda got pooped out so Since then, she's either done one of two things. She's either finished somebody in the first round, or something like that, or she's gotten tired in the later rounds, and whoever the fighter is, whether it's Valentina Shevchenko twice, um, or uh, Jermaine Durandami, it doesn't really make any difference. They're just not good enough to take advantage of her getting tired. And uh, I don't see Megan Anderson as being any better than any of those fighters, probably worse. And so I don't see her winning this fight. Okay. Either one of two things is going to happen. Either Amanda is going to, uh, either Amanda is going to um, um, finish it in the first round, or another possibility is that um, you know, she'll get tired into the fifth round or something like that. Maybe Megan won't be able to finish her, but more likely we're going to see a first-round finish here. I just don't think Megan t- can touch her. Uh, Megan, of course, is from Australia. She's very tall. <laughs> her fins are a little weird. She trains with uh, uh, James Krause over at um, Gloria MMA in Kansas City. She's improved since moving to the U.S. I just don't think she's uh, good enough to compete with Amanda. And I expect Amanda to beat her pretty easily. I'd like to see them close the featherweight division, but they're pretty clear. It's pretty clear they're not going to do that. Okay. The other fight on this show is at, uh, strawweight. It is Lavinia Souza versus Amanda Limos. Uh, Lavinia is from, uh, Sao Paulo, Brazil. She trains uh, a guy who trains her named uh, Vinicius Maximus. And, uh, you know, she's a former Invicta champion, but honestly, she hasn't looked all that great in the UFC. I think she's like um a 4 and 1 or something like that. I just haven't really been happy with her performances in any of these fights. Her opponent here, uh, Amanda Lemos, is from um Par uh Para Brazil. I think that's where it is. Para Brazil. Um Yeah, Para Brazil. She trains uh at a um the Marajo brothers team. Uh, that is former UFC fighter uh Yuri Cantara and his brother. They own that they own that uh, team. So, you know, she's looked pretty good since coming back from a drug suspension. Okay, and she's won two fights. So do I think uh Lavinia is at a, a higher level than the two fighters she's beaten? Uh no. Uh <laughs> I- I I think she's supposed to be, but I don't think she is. So uh, I see Amanda winning this fight. I think she's a better fighter than than Lavinia. She's shown me more so far in, in her fight. She beat Mizuki, you know. She beat Mizuki. You know, Lavinia, let me just find it here. You know, Lavinia beat Ashley Yoder. Well, actually, the odor's not, not that good. So I've been very, I like think I said, uh, I think Amanda is the better of the two fighters here. Okay. Anyways, that's about it for today. Uh, again, uh, don't forget to ch- check out those videos on my blog, frankp316.blogspot.com. Uh, if you have any questions or comments for my blog, blog or either my podcast, you can leave um, Anchor's voicemail. If you'd like to subscribe to my podcast, you can do so at Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. Have a good week. We'll talk to you later.